Welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. I'm Kalina. And I'm Zilek. And we're happy to have you back again for a new episode and a new year. Yeah, we are a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels, and we are excited today for a very special guest. Today we have Ariel Dawn. It's been a while since we've done an interview. You guys know how we stumble across them and how we stumble through them and how Zaylet forgets everything. So, Ariel, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, let's just, let's let's get yeah. started. Let's do this thing. All right. So we'll start today with a quickie. And just reading this book had some Buffy vibes off of it a little bit. And so we wanted to do for this week's quickie, Angel or Spike? Oh, God. Don't make me pick. Um, okay, so I'm going to say when I was much younger watching Buffy, Angel all the way. But as an adult, Spike is where it's at. So. <laughs> I completely agree with that. Like, yeah, during, the so- during the show, it was that to die for love that you just couldn't uh-huh. even be together because it was, you know, it was not meant to be. I was so intense and I just loved it. And then as you're older, you're like, Angel what? It's like Spike actually did stuff for Buffy and like, you know, worked on yeah. himself to be in that relationship. Yeah. It was so much better. Yeah. Yes. And Cassius is actually inspired by the both of them, but he gets some of his looks from Spike because he's, you know, the blonde hair and, and the glowing green eyes. So mm-hmm. I would definitely have to say probably more now Spike. Spike. Okay. I felt yeah. like that. That that sounds good. Yeah. That's where you got the question from. Yeah, because I was reading it and I was like, this is like Angel Spike. Sounds mixed. Totally right. You nailed it then. I have a confession and my confession is I don't watch the show. I didn't watch the show, so I can't really answer it. But if we're going to go based off of Books Alone and what the little bit that I do know and now I know just a tiny bit more, I think I would choose Spike too. You know uh, me. Yeah, you would pick Spike. I would choose. You wouldn't yeah. pick Angel. Okay, okay. And I and love then, that, that storyline where it's like, you have that attraction, but you just can't get there, and it's just uh-huh. that forbidden love type yeah. of thing. Well, yeah. every time Buffy and Angel did it, he got evil. It was real, <laughs> real messy. <laughs> so. That was like in the day, asking somebody if they were like Team Backstreet Boys or Team NSYNC. It was like, you know. <laughs> it was, you know, it, it mattered. It and there was a... I- actor <laughs> my best friend was on spike team spike and i was team angel and i just we didn't see eye to eye at all and now i'm yeah, older my and I'm friends like, friends were definitely more team spike and <laughs> and then i was kind of like more like just into the whole angel without a soul thing and yeah <laughs> we're not gonna talk about my fan fiction so. oh. <laughs> oh we're not <laughs> now i no. will i fucking i love fan fiction it's so bad. <laughs> okay. So I think that takes us to uh, this week's book that we read. We read Ariel Dawn's In the Blood, which is book two in her Forevermore series. And we already started that with that first kind of quickie, but I kind of like to talk to you about like inspirations for the book and the character because it does have, I mean, it's different, but it has those touch points of stuff that feels like familiar to us. So, you know, uh-huh. what, where did you kind of draw from? What were your source materials, stuff that, you know, kind of got you thinking of that story? So I'm a huge lover of vampires and vampire literature and vampire media. And um, when I wrote In the Cards, which is the first book in the Forevermore series, it was a love letter to all of those things that I grew up, you know, really appreciating and loving because it has tarot cards, it's magic, it's got your fate of mates, it's got ghosts, it's got Halloween, like all the stuff that I love, right? So when I wrote In the Blood, because Ava appears for the first time in the first book as a side character, which about halfway through, I was like, this girl needs her own book. Like, she just won't be quiet, right? (laughs) Um, And I knew it was going to be a vampire romance. I drew from all those things that I absolutely loved in as far as, like, the supernatural goes. So it is very much inspired by Supernatural, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Twilight, as well as, you know, some other um, vampire literature like um, Anne Rice Interview with the Vampire. There's there's a little bit of that in there, too. Um, so, like, Ava herself is, she was inspired by, like, what if Dean Winchester and Buffy Summers had a love child? That's Ava. Um, I could see and- that. And for 
Cass, um, or Cassius, but everyone calls him Cass, so much easier. Um, for him, a lot of his character development came from Spike. It came from Edward, because the very line, what if I'm the bad guy, inspired in the blood, because I thought, well, what if he was the good guy? What if the vampire was the hero? And so that was basically where In the Blood was born. So. Yeah, all right. That's, a, that's an awesome mashup of different... Sure. Yeah. That's funny, too, because our kiss and tell... Our original kiss and tell was going to be Edward or... Or, or uh, Quickie. Or, I'm sorry, yes, Quickie. <laughs> <laughs> like, Edward or, or, or Jacob, but we just weren't sure where that would... We just weren't sure if you'd read it or whatever, but... I oh, yeah, I read it. I, I, I am a massive Twihard. I have them all. I have the graphic novels. I have a poster of their wedding in my, like, office. So, oh, wow. no. <laughs> it's fine. Awesome. Uh, we we read a little bit ab- about you from what we've heard, and, and um, you love to dress up a lot. Yes, okay. I do. I'm a cosplayer. Yes. And- I wanted to, if I could cosplay, I would. I, I don't know how at all to get involved in any of that. I play video games, or I used to before I got too busy, but what what's like your favorite thing to do in that? Sorry, now I'm straying from the book because I, I saw cosplay <laughs> and I sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Real fast. Okay, I, I um, like, I it's it's funny because I actually I get this reaction a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> I love I loved cosplay. I got into cosplaying in I want to say 2014 ish. I went to my first convention, which was BronyCon, because my husband is a Brony, so I was an adult fan of the new generation of My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. And my friends and I, and my husband, all cosplayed, and that like that was it. I wanted to cosplay my entire life and finally I was patient zero I had a moment to do it and and it was over and then my friend my friends and I started going to conventions and we started cosplaying more often and I I love cosplaying characters that hold something to my heart right things that I grew up like thinking oh my god if one day I could cosplay I would cosplay this okay that's essentially which is Ariel the Little Mermaid I have several Ariel costumes (laughs) Um, Jessica Rabbit I did Jessica Rabbit once Pinkie Pie from My Little Pony was my first cosplay mm-hmm. when we all went to BronyCon. Um, I've done Poison Ivy from the animated Batman series, and I've done Belle in a big gold ball gown. That's so, awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, that was actually recently this this past year because of you know with twenty twenty and everything, yes. all the conventions getting canceled. We we had it this year, and I went and I got to put on my big gold ball gown. I was very excited. <laughs> awesome. That's so great. That's that's so fun. Now, do you take these experiences and and what you know about these characters and put them into your stories and sort of you know obviously Absolutely. make them. Absolutely. There is, um, In the Blood gets its own spinoff, right? So, um, the first book, which is Blood and Bones, follows when Cass and Ava first meet. The second book is a couple more years into their bond, and it takes place during a horror convention. So I definitely draw from (laughs) some of my experiences. And I do have, um, for I believe it is 2023, because I have have projects book clear up until 2024. Oh, nice. Um, and I have a uh, book coming out in 2023 that will be a, a cosplay romance. Oh, so. awesome. So sweet. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be that guy who gets dragged to the convention <laughs> with his gamer friends who doesn't want to be there yeah. and, and meets a, a girl who's a cosplayer. So. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's going to be really fun. Keep us It'll up to date fun. on that one. That one, or at yes. least me, guys. That, that sounds really fun to me. <laughs> There, I brought us back to the books. I'm so sorry. I got excited about the cosplay. I went off track. <laughs> I also have a mermaid tail if that makes you, you know, feel any better. I, I also love that. I love like that. Like a legit mermaid so tail. I swim in my pool and drink margaritas with it. Oh, great. like an actual mermaid tail that you put over your legs. Uh-huh. Okay, I thought maybe it was just like an extension of a tail that goes over your butt. <laughs> no, it's, it's flippers. So oh it's like God. scuba diving, like flappers, but it's in the shape of a, like a tail. So both your feet go in it and then the skin goes on over top of your body and fits over the tail. Wow. So, that okay. is neat. No, I'm gonna have to look I love it. Up. <laughs> I, I love it. I just float around in my pool in the summertime with my mermaid tails. That's great. So <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm so, sorry. Go get back on track. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so some of what you said about mixing Dean Winchester and Buffy Summers starts to make sense for me on the character because the one thing about Ava that I struggled with a bit was she's a bit caustic 
Uh-huh. And especially, like, that interaction she had at the dive bar with the waitress was, uh-huh. like, so cruel. <laughs> and I don't understand. I, I was just know. like, I know. Ava! <laughs> She's so rough around the edges at times. Yeah, and, and, and I think, you know, that was part of the fun of, like, writing the ending first, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where her and Cass end up. And then writing the spinoff series so you can see, you know, like the very beginning of that. So you'll see eventually how she gets to be that way in in the blood. So she's a little bit different when she's 18 and, you know, going to college and like, what the heck? What do you mean vampires are real? So she's, I don't want to say a lot different, but she's still the same. But you start to see that that arc of how she gets there. Yeah. To the person you meet and in the the blood. And same with Cassius. You'll see that arc too. um, And that kind of starts with in the garden which hopefully will be coming out in the next month or so awesome. you'll see where he starts and how he ends up who he is and in the blood okay so. so it is about all of the experience that she goes through like losing her parents and then the high in college yes. with her boyfriend and the, and the vampires at that party and that kind of puts her on the trajectory to end up as because yeah, she's a, she's a little bit harsh. She's rough. Um, her and Mal's relationship is interesting. I was it, just gonna uh-huh. ask if that stemmed from that as well. Like, was their relationship a lot closer and nicer in the beginning, and then as they as she evolved, you know, some years later into this mean badass, it was a different when they were young. Yes, and they're actually I haven't I don't have a date for it yet. But there is an anthology coming out um, in October. I just don't have like you know like legit date, but mm-hmm. um, it's a vampire hunter anthology, and I will be releasing. Black Blood of My Enemy, which will be a novella from Mal's point of view. Okay. So it'll be, there is, an, there is another character, and I'm not giving too much away, um, in the spinoff series, who Ava has kind of a history with and kind of makes it up for a lot of that. You don't really hear about him in, uh, in the blood, but it's it's Mal's best friend slash partner, okay. Dallas, who is 13 years older than her. So there is a lot that goes into okay. all of that. But I'm really, excited, I'm really excited to tell those stories. So. Okay, all right. Oh. So there's a whole lot more that will help us understand. understand. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Why does Cass name Ava Avarice? Everice. Everice. Yeah. Um, so when I was writing the book initially, uh, I was trying to think of like things with names, right? So Cass gets his namesake from Castiel from Supernatural, which is one of his influences. That's my son. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was trying to think, and originally her name was going to be Avarice. And I decided mm. against it because I liked the idea of Malice and Avarice. So um, okay. it ended up just being Mal and Ava. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, he oh. kind of calls her Avarice because of, you know, the whole thing with her wanting so many things and her being kind of ambitious and not necessarily greedy, but, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of hungry for things. And not to mention he's a little hungry for her. So <laughs> it just kind of, there's actually a scene, but it doesn't pop up until the second book in the spinoff, which is Blood and Lust, which I'm working on right now, where he calls her Avarice and she uses it as a stripper name. So <laughs> it's kind of an inside joke. So that's kind of where we'll see with it. So. Okay. Cool. Oh, this yeah. is, it's super interesting too. I mean, because you have all these questions always when you're reading a book, especially when you're just going into a brand uh-huh. new series. But I love it when we're able to just like tap into all the little nuances of mm-hmm. it. And, and we do uh-huh. that through these interviews. So it's super interesting to know that there's like, yeah, so I've got this and I've got this and this is where that comes from. So yeah, uh-huh. that's, that's awesome. That's like brilliant planning. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's very admirable, I think. I just, I wish I I always that. say I kind of George Lucas myself because <laughs> I wrote the ending first. And so now I was like, I don't want to end up with a Phantom Menace. I need to make it all work. So, how do I make it all work and line up with what I wrote? So, yeah. that's been really fun. But I also think I just really, I love writing Ava and Cass. Mm-hmm. So, and I just think there's so much like potential there. There's so much to tap into and and to really draw from. And I just love writing them. So hopefully, you know. I think it's interesting that you say that you've written the ending first. Because for me, I don't feel like this book is an ending at all. (laughs) It's like a giant question mark. I mean, 
be, there will be, because, it, because essentially the Forevermore series is a series of interconnected standalones. They all do go together as mm-hmm. one big arc. So you will still see Ava, um, in, in the last book and, and Cass in the last book as well. But I wanted to focus more solely on them, which is why mm-hmm. I gave their own spinoff series so that I could oh, do that. And, okay. Yeah. And so in the series, the Forevermore, mm-hmm. as they move the, does the stuff about like her being in charge of the territory and the Boricellis kind of get resolved? Do we get any answers as to... That, I believe, is going to come in the last book. Okay. So, the order, and I, I always get questions about this because my order is a little bit jumbly because I wrote in the cards first, and you have in the blood, and then in, in the middle you have in the shadows, in the deep, in the garden, and in the night. And those four books are all before everything. They all take place in oh. past times in history. So okay. then by the time you get to the end, which will be book, book seven, which will be in the heart, mm-hmm. it all comes together and all the characters come back together and you'll get to see how it all ends. How it all ends. Okay. All right. So I have like, super cool. A lot more. A books. lot more. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just like the seven, but all of the spin-offs too. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Here's a question for you guys. Oh, yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Are you team Eden or are you not team Eden? Do you like her? Do you hate her? <laughs> I don't like her at all. Because I have some people who <laughs> love her, and I have some people who hate her. So I'm interested to know. <laughs> I have love-hate relationship with her. I mean, I think in the very beginning, I'm like, no, this bitch is bad. And then she started growing on me, just because I think the antagonist usually does. <laughs> I think her death was justified. <laughs> she was definitely evil. <laughs> I love how she died. I think that that fight scene at the end there was pretty badass. But I don't know. I, I just... I like it when when the bad guy is just completely overly dramatic. And you will just... love her story in, in the garden. Oh, oh god! <laughs> will love it. That's awesome. In the garden is written from two points of view. So the prequels are written from two points of views. Um, in the shadows and in, in the deep are written from Rose and Diedrich's point of view. And in the garden and in the night is Cassius and Eden's point of view. So yes, you will love. You will love in the garden then. <laughs> Very dramatic. He's like Bridgerton with vampires. Oh, nice. I do love my vampires. Is it what what rubbed you wrong about Eden? Besides that she's a bad person. She's really awful. I think she's a villain. There's nothing positive about her. She seems so callous in her disregard for like human life. Oh, yeah. But the. Okay, so I think that's something that was a little bit confusing. Aside from Cass, vampires Uh are still made. They're like. They were humans that get turned, right? Yes, they they can sire and turn still. But, um, but just Cass, he's one yes. of the sired. Or he's one of the. He's born. one of the only ones who can, yeah, who can procreate with both, you know, humans and and vampires. And it's it's things have gotten a little bit through the years that it's starting to become more rare. Okay. So, so but at some point, Eden was a human. Yes. See, and I just have a real hard time with how you go so far into uh-huh. like from being human to losing so much humanity. So that is what that is what in the garden is I about. I was just going to ask this in the garden. In the garden is about we and we find out was Eden always this psychopathic, callous person, or was she always this way? And I'm not going to tell you which it is because you have to read the book. Here's <laughs> my, I mean, I'm going to make the story up in my head that you know. Centuries and centuries and centuries ago, she was some like mistreated slave girl, and she oh. hates all humans oh. because they're terrible anyway. <laughs> and now she wants to drink their blood because they suck. Humans suck. My goal, my goal was when I wrote in the garden because I love Eden. She is an awesome villain, and I just love writing her because she's so dramatic and she's such yes. a different character for me to write. Um, my goal was to make you sympathize with the villain so we will see if i did my job well <laughs> all right awesome i am mean, you oh you've got me on the fence i'm literally sitting on the fence with both my feet on each side i'm just when i first met her i was like no and then i started to get to know her. i was like yes and then she died i was like okay i get it she deserves to die <laughs> yes, so, oh that's cool that's way cool i'm excited for that Oh, and okay. and Cassius's story. Cassius is very quiet. He's a very quiet character. Now he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he wasn't before. 
boy. I don't want to say that he wasn't quiet before, but he has his reasons, too, for being reserved sure. and going through life the way he has. So Cass has a lot of guilt, and I think that's where, um, in the garden, really, you, you see where that guilt comes from and why he has it. And a lot of that was what I pulled from, like, Angelus without a soul. You know, mm-hmm. the, the constant going-ons and, and feeling guilty about things. But yeah, it, it was very fun to write his perspective, and I really enjoy writing his perspective, so. Okay. It's actually kind of funny because when I was writing In the Blood before I wrote it, I did a lot of research about what people wanted. Because I love vampires and vampire Mm -hmm. romance. I will read every type of vampire romance there is. Like I said, I am a huge Twihard fan. I love Interview with the Vampire, you know. But I wanted, from the reader's perspective, what were they tired of seeing and what they wanted to see. And then from people who don't normally read paranormal romance, what is it about it that you don't want to read? Like, what turns you off from it? And I tried to listen to all of that. Mm-hmm. And what I got in big droves was people were tired of tall, dark, and brooding, possessive vampires. Yes. So, <laughs> he is absolutely like, none Cass of those. I thought it was... Tall, dark, and brooding, that's for sure. I knew that he wasn't. Um, but I was more so just trying to see what people wanted. And so I took what they wanted, and I took my idea, and I mashed them together, and Cassius was born. So. Mm-hmm. I thought, I I love Cassius. I think he's a great character. Um, Thank you. I, I was interested because he is so different than he's the typical different. vampires that we read. He does. He even his build sounds a lot leaner and like slimmer uh, than mm-hmm. like so many of and not just vampires, but just almost every man in every a paranormal romance <laughs> is like. Oh, <laughs> you know, they're just, all like built and chiseled and, and attractive. Yeah, it's just like sure. tall and lean, and and he wears <laughs> normal clothes. He's not in black leather. He is a hundred percent in leather pants. No, he wears yes, jeans. He is in leather but pants. He wears, he wears the leather pants with like heathered shirts. So it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember the heathered shirt. All I can remember is that kitchen scene where he's wearing those jeans. Yeah. Uh, and, okay. and cooking her breakfast. <laughs> okay. Because I think that's awesome. Well, yeah, she keeps remembering that yes. scene as well. <laughs> That was, like, one of my favorite scenes to write, too, because, it, you know, at that point in the book, you know, she's starting to kind of come down with the way she's seen him for the mm-hmm. last seven years and starting to see him as a person. Right. You know, so it was like it was it was fun to write Cassius the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of Cassius the serious vampire. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, he almost is like a normal guy, but in a sense... He's bl- he blended into the campus, so I mean he has to kind of blend in with society. So you know, okay. there's that too. But yeah, that's good. I loved that scene. I think I read it probably three times. That's a good one. Yeah, and the sex scene is a good one. The sex scene. It's definitely good. like seven years of pent up <laughs> feelings that she had been suppressing. <laughs> like you yeah, get that yeah. on the page. Like it's you're just like, oh my god, she's <laughs> totally losing control as much as she tries to hold it in. And, I mean, he obviously is a lot better at holding in the control, but he's dumb and what do you do? Yeah, and he keeps, he keeps questioning, like, are you sure? Are you sure? And she's like, shut up. <laughs> We're doing this. This is where you shut up. Yeah, so that was a really good scene. I liked that. And, yeah, I don't know. I just like, I, I do like it. I think the characters, uh, their relationship was really interesting. And it isn't easy. I think that was what was really fascinating about the book, because the relationships were more challenging, because you want, well, you don't always want, but, you know, the typical brother-sister relationship. And we don't get that here, even though he's the older brother and he should be very protective. And he is, in a way, he's also wildly dangerous for her. In that uh-huh. He, like, lets her get into trouble and, like, put herself in positions that she should have done. Octavia should have killed her. Like, that, that it doesn't make a lot of <laughs> sense. Bar, so she, yeah. Right? And she he's, have he like, dead. well, without Cass, Cass she you. would yeah. be. Yeah. And instead, Mal's just, like, mad she disappeared for the evening. And I'm like, buddy, you almost uh-huh. killed your sister. Shut up. Like... <laughs> So, uh, yeah. you know, he seems very challenging as a character because you can't wrap your head around why he, like, he lost his parents and he found out that they were hunters. And instead of being, like, really careful of his sister, he seems mad at her all the time. And I'm like, uh-huh. is it going to that bit? Yeah, I think so. But <laughs> it was that or die. Like, what did he want? Did he want her to die? <laughs> it oh I can't wait. For you to read Mal's story. I was just going to say, what was the pre-story for that? We're not getting answers. We have to read the other stuff. That's cool. I can't wait for you to read Mal's story. Mal Mal is a fun 
one character to me, um, which in a sense, like I said earlier, they were supposed to be Avery's and Malice, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of get that whole pool of, you know, that being a little bit of its character. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once we go into Blood of My Enemy, where it follows him and it follows Dallas, which is his best friend slash, you know, partner, we'll start to see a little bit like why Mal is, is tuned the way he is. And there's okay. reasons for that, too, so... Okay. okay. Yeah. And all of like other books that we've read, the relationship between the siblings is always usually very careful and very protective. You know, they've got that strong family, even in an event where their parents are killed or, or, or things like that. Uh-huh. So, so that was interesting to read in that sense. Um, I, lo- I love it when we get into a storyline that we're not obviously familiar with. It's not the same thing we're going to read all the time. But then what uh-huh. we expect is this really strong bond between the siblings and then we get contention. <laughs> and we're like, oh, Function, yeah, yeah, like it would the other way. I think, yeah, that was probably the neatest thing about this book and reading it is it did keep turning conventional relationships mm-hmm. and tropes on its head. It just kept like uh-huh. your expectations kept getting undermined by the way the characters behaved, which is something that is hard to do in a genre that's got a lot of cookie cutter books yes. in it. You know, where like you know what you're going to read and it's fine because it's. That's what you want to read. But to have something that conta- is constantly challenging you mm-hmm. to the way you think is very interesting and different. So I really appreciated that. And Thank it's, you. It's very clever marketing, by the way, because now you're like, why is he such an asshole? And you're like, well, I've got this book for Belle. And she, why, is, why is Ava so mean to other girls? Well, I've got, you know, so it's, it's, I think it's brilliant. Because yeah, I have to answer all these and yes. other books. Yes, you, you want the answers, which you do. When you read the book, you're like, I need to know why. Then you have to go and read these other books. It's good. Yeah, I, there's two thumbs up on, from me. <laughs> I do I do like to flip tropes because I do read a lot of the genre myself, and, and I love it. I mean, I love the, the tall, dark, and brooding vampire, and, you know, like, Ellis Wan, like, please save me. I love it, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I really, I love challenging the idea, like you said, and kind of flipping things on its head, and like, well, how can I make it different, or how can I make it, you know, more authentic to, to what my characters are? And I kind of do that a little bit with all of my books, actually. Even uh, I have a reverse harem series that I co-write with um, Quelty Fox and it's Shifters. And again, abandon, you know, your preconceived notions because it is not the same as every other Shifter reverse harem series you're going to read. It flips a lot of the tropes. We, you know, take a lot of different plots and scenarios that you might be used to and we turn them on their head. So what is that one called? That is called the Shifters of Starfall Creek series. So there are three books in that. And the last book comes out on January 25th. So you have the first book, which is Hollow Sunrise second book which is hollow sunset and the third that comes out uh this month is hollow's legacy then it, it will be complete so okay and what is can i can i ask what this shifting animal they're they're wolf shifters okay we're on the hunt <laughs> for wolves <laughs> we have the hardest time with wolf books we've struggled the most to find wolf books that don't completely turn us off um uh-huh. too many and it, they're definitely most of the ones that we struggle with is we're at the beginning of our podcast and they were older. They were written 20 you know, years well, ago. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, 15 years ago, like in 08, oh, you know, the early aughts. Yeah. And it was, I think, a time where there was a, a strong, like, wolves have, if they're wolf shifters, they have to behave like wolves. Uh, and yeah, we so there was a little too animalistic issues. And so we'd get this stuff where, like, these people are just, oh. <laughs> and just it was feral. really hard for us. And we, so yeah. we, we stopped reading wolf books for a while because I was like, we can't keep, I cannot I read think, another one. I think you'll find, if you liked In the Blood, you'll probably like the Shifters of Starfall okay. Creek series. Um, our main female in that series is written by me, and she's similar to Ava. Okay. She's kind of tough as nails, you know, kind of ambitious, uh, wants to be the leader of her pack. Okay. Oh, so in a in a world where only men lead the pack. Yeah. Um, so, and you don't typically have, like, I feel like in a lot of uh, shifter books, you have the woman who is the fish out of water, right? Yeah. And, you know, like getting thrown into the world, like, oh, well, it's me, like, thing, you know, which, again, is great. I love those books. Sure. Because I we all do. <laughs> but 
that's not what happens with shifters of Starfall Creek. Duck out of water is actually a human male, you know, the alpha-esque type character. You do still have, you know, we have a, a man in there who is still your alpha-esque type wolf, but Jade is also like an alpha-esque type wolf. So how does that work? You know? Okay. Um, so I think you guys, you guys may like it. And um, like I said, uh, she is very similar to Ava. So okay. similar yeah. type of personality. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we are, we'll look forward to that. That'd yeah. be great. Anything- I, I, I almost picked the Shifters book. I was, it was a real tough one to decide what book to read for this interview because uh-huh. I did almost want to do, do that, but I don't know. I went with this one. No, you love vampires. Well, and we do don't read love- very many of those either. Well, oh God, I love vampires. It, so. Vampires are my jam. They're, they're my favorite too. <laughs> I know. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I love the shifters, but I just I gotta go back to the like uh, to, to me. I feel like it's just the original supernatural, super paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I I don't want to call them creatures. I what are they characters? Yeah, they're characters. They're because I still think of them as very human. Yeah, which was yeah. like part of the tension for Ava because she kept saying, "Well, he's not even human," and I'd be like, "Well, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he is, but yeah." Um. <laughs> Like, it's really, yeah, and and if you want to take it kind of to that degree, even her being bonded to him by, like, you know, seven years ago when Uh he saved her, that's starting to change her own humanity. Like, humans don't feel when vampires are around. We don't, you know, our skin doesn't change temperature. We don't have, like... (laughs) And that, that too, was, like, one of the ideas that I wanted to challenge, right, with, you know, with the setup of who Ava and Cass are, because traditionally, you're like, okay, there's a vampire, and there's a slayer, or there's a human. There's black and white differences, right? You know, one is a monster or creature, and the other is not. But at the same time, I wanted to challenge, what did that mean? Like, you know, you have this this scene where she's tossing his shirt the dryer like you know <laughs> i know how to get blood stains out like who's the monster here yeah you know and like i, yeah. I really wanted to play with that idea and challenge that that just because you know he's a vampire doesn't mean he's a bad person or he's a you know like this monster and just because she's a human doesn't mean she's not a bad person exactly. like, yeah. i mean to go out seeking the vampires yes. and like setting them on fire in bathrooms at you know <laughs> bars and like, like, we're yeah. walking a line of is that okay or not I mean, that does a lot of stuff that it's like, and she has that revelation, like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's very good. I it like is very good. I think you did a really great job walking that line and making the reader think, huh, who's, what? <laughs> Should I be on the side? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Uh, let's move on to our kiss and tell. Yeah. Kiss and tell anything? time. I yeah. think so. Yeah. So for kiss and tell in this book, we have the, you know, will they, won't they tension for Ava and Cass. They, their relationship started seven years ago when he saved her life and they've been bonded since, but you know, she's pushing back against it for most of the book. He's being very standoffish. I mean, he's showing up, but he's not being aggressive about anything. You can uh-huh. tell he's interested, but he's not pushing the issue. And you, know, everybody around them even knows, right? Mal is constantly like, see. "Don't sleep with Don't Cass." Sleep Don't sleep with him. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Well, obviously he knows she's going to, because you wouldn't He's bring it up, him. right?" <laughs> so, is that anything that you've experienced in life? Have you ever had one of those like kind of long drawn out relationships where you maybe start as friends, or you're just like circling each other for a long time and then end up in a relationship? Something ends up happening, or maybe it yeah, doesn't or work doesn't out. Work out, yeah, because we have those stories. <laughs> So that's what the stories we're going to tell. No, actually, I've never been in a situation like that. So <laughs> cannot, cannot pull from experience on that. Okay. <laughs> that's all right. That's totally no cool. <laughs> yeah, mine was in high school. I think we, um, I was really, really close to um, one of my friends in uh, high school there. And I think... I think that that bond and that relationship that we had was just kind of seen to everybody as something that was just going to happen. Um, uh-huh. And that we should have been a, a couple. I He was always just a really good friend to me. I really loved him as he was one of my best friends. Um, and we were close in that aspect. And I think I think some people read into it a little bit differently because he either wanted it to happen or they think uh-huh. it should have happened. But I was like, I had a boyfriend and he had girlfriends and, and whatever. So we were all just really close. But we did end up, I think, I don't remember if was first or second year of college hooking up for about four minutes (laughs) it didn't last long but i'll tell you why it's because when we were in the initial throws 
he asked if we could stop because he's like, I think of you like a sister. And I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a mood kill. Let's stop. I don't want to role play that game. That one doesn't sound fun at all. But it was uh, it was mutual. Of course, I wasn't really like, no, we're going <laughs> to finish this. And it didn't hurt because I, th- I did felt, feel the same way. I was just like, uh-huh. you know, I have always thought of you as a friend. I never thought of you yeah. romantically, you know, but it was a very opportunist. We were together. We were both single. We were hanging out and we're like, let's just try to do this. And we tried and it didn't work out. So yeah. it, it was a will they, won't they? And will they? Nah. we did, <laughs> but nah. it wasn't what it, I guess everybody else yeah. dreamed it to be. So. Yeah. It did always seem like you guys were heading for yeah. being a couple, but then it just never worked yeah. out. Um, I have a yeah, similar thing where in high school there was a guy who, he was older than us, but we hung out all the time and their death felt like we were going to date and we just never did. And then years later, after college, yes. came back into my life and we did date. And it did kind of feel like it completed that story arc yeah. almost. That thing that, you know, what should we? And it turns out we shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> We're not a good couple. Turns out we should have lit a match to it. <laughs> Kerosene. It would have been good to not have it happened. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, so I kind of get that, like, long-term tension thing with Cass and Ava, where it's just like, you know, where are you going? They both kind of have their own preconceived notions about stuff too right because they both have you know experiences that they're taking into that and and obviously you know with Cass it's it's more like you know of like a guilt thing because obviously you know he you know he wants her but he's like I'm not gonna force it because you know if, if that's not what she wants type thing so and I feel like to me I wanted to write something that was realistic because like you said you know there even if everybody sometimes can see it around you you don't always see it yourself right. you know and it might it's not gonna take you three days to figure it out you know sometimes it will take you years to figure it out so i wanted something that that felt relatable so yeah Yeah. and that's real life it's realistic sometimes Uh that kind of stuff can take time as it should so sometimes sure challenged them for their territory now she's in charge of it and yeah. nobody's gonna let that stand and all that and I'm like we'll let a human d- what there was again it, you ha- she had to kill her or you're all gonna die <laughs> like <laughs> now you're, you're you're upset about things but really at first, there's not alternatives here at first I thought he was gonna say I'm mad at you because I should have killed her I was the one who was supposed mm-hmm. to kill her that's and what it is it's the selfish like he yeah. didn't get to have his revenge that he's been yeah. but he was he's so- been after all these years. Yeah. Ava took it from him. And then the little sister <laughs> took it from him. Right. Well, he deserved that because he believed that bullshit she, she sold him about, oh, I'll tell you who killed your parents. It's like, come on now, be smarter. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't trust the vampire queen. No. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I have issues with Mal. <laughs> That's not my favorite. <laughs> I'm glad, though, because then that makes me know that I did my job right. So. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's 
true. If you love every character in every book, like, where's the tension? Where's the... Yeah. <laughs> what are you reading? Exactly. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, there's just really happy people like going through all. happy life. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's no fun. <laughs> so, all right. Do you have anything else, like anything you think we should have touched on or anything you wanted to share? Or I did kind of just want to ask, just in general, if you had a favorite scene or a favorite moment like well, from mine, the entire book. Mine was the kitchen. I like the, the, the sunrise. Okay. Yeah, I liked them Ooh, yes. watching the sunrise yes. on the car, and, like, so and then cool. him admitting that he'd never watched one since he started or stopped yeah. aging. And I like the sex. Well, <laughs> the first. Well, I always like yeah. the sex. <laughs> there were two scenes, right? Were there two scenes? Did one. I one? There was something on, on top of a car, but I don't think they had. Sex. Well, they just they had that intense kiss makeout session in the parking in the lot, and then he almost um, he drank her blood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So then he had to go to the morgue. Yes, and, eat and the get blood. the eat the blood there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for me was it was and it was really just his description of all of that and her internal monologue about why I shouldn't be feeling this way, but I can't fucking help it. Look at look at him. How could you not look at this dude? <laughs> Who's cooking me breakfast <laughs> in this clothes that he's wearing and, and not be attracted the, to it. Like bright green emerald eyes yes. that she keeps describing over. I'm just like, oh, I'd be in love already. I keep, <laughs> I know he's a vampire, but in my head I pictured a blood elf from World of Warcraft. Because that's just what I see. <laughs> They're just attractive characters. It works. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a great, it was a great description of. That was my. Favorite. I, I tease my husband all the time because the reason Cass makes Ava French toast for breakfast is because my husband made me French toast for breakfast. Oh. <laughs> so I did it all the time. He was immortalized in print because he made me French toast for breakfast that morning. <laughs> the morning I wrote that, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. And my husband makes really good breakfast. Oh, um, nice. So, um, if I had to pick a, a favorite scene i just i would probably pick where she stumbles upon him in the woods with the jug okay. the jug of blood yeah that's my that was my favorite that's my favorite to write and it's my favorite dream that one is really good too because her reaction is so different than he, what he was expecting uh-huh. yeah because she just she's not grossed out or upset she just sits with him right and is like she's like okay you do your thing be over here <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one too. Yeah. Right. Well, cool. Is there anything you'd like to plug? You could totally take this opportunity to share any of your social media, your website, what projects you're working on. Um, sure. Any um, you want to promote anything? It's going to be a bit of a crazy year. I have a really hefty schedule. I have like 28 books due to <laughs> come out, right? So, yeah. um, it's well, a lot. Um, but uh, right now, I'm actively. Yes. Pause for a second. We don't even review twenty-eight books in a, in a year, year on no. a podcast. She's we do twenty-six. Writing twenty-eight. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't say I was sane. Um, <laughs> I am. I am actually working on a uh, shared world series right now um, with my publisher, Naughty Nights Press. Um, that we have come out it is called Speed Dating with the Denizens of the Underworld. So uh, it is it's set very modern day and it covers all kinds of different gods and supernaturals Ooh, and things like that. And I am uh, I'm writing three books for it currently: Hecate, the goddess Hecate, Hades, god of the underworld, and I have a character named Orion, like you know constellation Orion. So I've, I've been working on those steadily right now. I also have some co-writing projects coming out uh, this year. I haven't been able to announce the authors yet, but so I have at least two of those. I do plan on releasing Blood and Lust, which is the second book in the Ava Crowley Vampire Slayer series, which is a spinoff from In the Blood. And hopefully, fingers crossed, I will be finishing the Forevermore series this year by writing those. And I do have another series I am actively working on. We released a anthology in... I want to say October. Um, it's called Call of Magic, and it features Stormbringer, which is my urban fantasy that is more in line with like Marvel movies, Arthurian retellings. And so okay. I will be working on writing the sequel to that. So if you love that type of thing, if you love, um, you know, like Marvel, you love dystopian sci fi, fantasy type stuff, you should check that out. So, um, and then I do have a couple uh, other anthologies coming out this year where I'll be working on some angel and demon stuff. 
I'll be working on um, some more vampire stuff. And I have, as I said earlier, um, quite a bit of stuff going on in the Forevermore world and the Ava Crowley world. So, okay. Oh, and of course, the Fall Creek series is finishing at the end of this month. So, which I'm really like, it's bittersweet because I just had a blast writing this series for it to be over. But we'll still be new. We'll still do other projects and there, there will still be more stuff coming from both me and Quell T. Fox, my co-author. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I also have some contemporary stuff cut up this year, so that'll be fun. <laughs> and I'm launching a separate pen name, because I told you. Um, <laughs> a separate pen name, um, which is A.D. Luna, which will focus on young adult fantasy and okay. paranormal and cozy romance and adult rom-com. So, lots of stuff. <laughs> lots of stuff. <laughs> so much stuff. Whoa. I'm happy. I'll be everywhere. No, I, that's incredible. And so where can people find you to follow all of this? So you can check me out on Facebook at, I believe it's author Ariel Dawn. I am on Twitter, Ariel Dawn 10. I do run a bookstagram um, on Instagram called Wrong Turn Romance, as well as my personal account, which is Cheriella K. If you want to check out all my travel photos and my cosplay stuff and, and whatnot. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm on Goodreads, BookBub, Binge Books. I'm pretty much everywhere. Pretty much everywhere <laughs> that you can go. Everywhere. Oh, TikTok. I am on TikTok. You can come watch me be my awkward self on there. Um, <laughs> as well as check out some of my teasers and stuff. I usually post teasers oh, okay. for things okay. and stuff. Yeah. I did just release a teaser for In the Garden with Eden and Cass. So. Oh, wow. I'll have to check that out. I don't know how to use TikTok, but I'll have to check it out. <laughs> I've tried. It's not in my bag. <laughs> Wow. Well, that all sounds great. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you so much for taking the time out of shit. That's the busiest schedule I've ever heard. (laughs) I'm like exhausted now. (laughs) I I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I will do it. Um, It's this, this entire journey of being an author. It's just been an insane wild ride for me. I started in in 2020. So I wrote my first short story and it got released in April of 2020. And I thought at the time, well, if this is all I ever write, then I'm happy that I got published and whatever. And here I am with sure. a schedule clear into 2024 and I have 20 books to release. So oh my God. here we are. <laughs> well, I, I, that, that's a tribute to your writing and we enjoyed reading your writing. So that's Thank that's you great. so much. Yeah. Wow. That's right. so cool. Well, okay. Thank you so much for taking your time, like I said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun and I was yeah. so excited to talk to somebody about event cast. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I do have one last question. Uh, okay. And I think you and Kalina probably already talked about this, but can you talk about how you heard about us? Um, I believe I posted in one of the indie author groups and I had asked a bunch of other um, members of the group to recommend podcasts to me because I am, I'm an extrovert and I love to talk to people <laughs> and, and, you know, like, let's talk about books and let's yeah. talk about all the fun stuff, you know, um, and they recommended you, uh, you guys on, on that thread as well as, as a couple others. And so, yeah, that's how Amazing. I heard Amazing. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, we work from indie to indie support yeah. our, our, uh, indie friends out there. Well, cool. Great. Dude, go get a drink of water and then start writing your books. I mean, <laughs> I feel like you're on a tight schedule. <laughs> you can't do this. I am. I am. After I after I hop off of this, I am going. I'm already about halfway through writing Hades, and it goes to the editor February first. So oh, very luck. good. Awesome. Little, fun little tidbit. I wrote in the blood in two weeks. What? It took, took a lot long longer to it took edit. Me that long to read it. <laughs> It took me a lot longer, obviously, to edit it and, you sure. know, do all the stuff that comes after it because I wanted, you know, obviously I wanted it to be perfect, but I was so invested in, in writing it that it just, that's how it happened. I was literally like, swimming in my pool, like going over scenes in my head. Like yeah, yeah. I just could not, could not stop thinking about it. And, and it took two weeks to write. Whoa. All right. Whoa. But that, is, but that is the quickest I've ever written a book. I haven't written another one that fast. So. <laughs> Still, that's great. That is my record, and I don't think I'm going to hit it again, but, you know. (laughs) Not recommended. Not recommended. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, that's, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Well. Okay, cool. Thank you. This was, this is so.
so much fun. Yes. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. So, yeah. I, I, this is always the most awkward part for we me. We don't know how to end things. We don't want to have well. end things. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Just have, so, a, yeah. have a great day. Enjoy your writing. And we will be in touch. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, well, that was our interview with Ariel Dawn for mm-hmm. In the Blood, and I think it was a really awesome conversation. We learned so much about how she writes crazy amounts of books, apparently. <laughs> Dude, I, I thought that was so interesting. Like, I always, every, every one of our authors that we have ever interviewed surprises me with something, but she was quick with answers for, why is this character like that? And she's like, well, let me tell you, it's because in this book, and it's just, so, I think it's so smart. That's the great way to keep pulling your readers in. Yeah. And, like, when you want to know more about a certain character, you have to go and read this other book. And it's just great. I loved it so much. It's, oh, but so much work. Can I, you believe her schedule? <laughs> no, honestly, I still am floored. Like, literally, <laughs> we're going to review, just review 26 books this year. And and she's gonna write twenty eight. That's incredible. <laughs> like that's insane. And oh. we struggle to get our twenty six. We do. We do. We're like, I'm busy. I can't read a book. Hold on. We haven't perfected this this uh this oh, method. It'll yet. never be perfected. Then <laughs> at that point, it's time to stop. Um. So we're gonna rate in the blood, uh, sex, and then book. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. It. Okay. Eight. Seven. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I I enjoyed the sex scene. I think it was very sensual. I mean, like, they both have been wanting it for so long. Oh, yeah. And Ava just It was control. high passion. Yeah. But I think part of it that it wasn't there is because Ava at that point still is thinking, I'm just going to do this to get this out of my system. Yeah. And it's not going to mean anything. And it isn't until later that she's like, I fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, so think, I she think was, she was telling herself it didn't oh, mean anything. It, absolutely. absolutely. She, that's that a, just, it's a, it was all lies. Yeah, she's yeah. full on lying to herself. <laughs> yeah. So, good. Go yeah. read this book. I look forward to reading more of these and finding out a lot more about the characters because there is so much that is left unanswered yeah. um, in this book. And that really makes me want to know, like, how did they how did they get there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And Ariel's storytelling writing, like, her actual process of writing is very good. Oh, yeah. It's, there's some amazing sentences. Yeah. Like, there's this one in, in the scene with they're about ready to have sex for the first time, and Ava is crawling up on Cass, and it's fire within her blood spread with reckless abandon, pulling at her center like a tropical storm that had been brewing for almost a decade. I mean, that's so good. It's, it's so like good. all of that it's imagery so of like the storm and the fire and the raging and those like consumingness of this yeah. passion that she's been feeling for Cass yeah. and denying. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, definitely. No, that was beautifully portrayed. So good. Great, right? So, yeah, we recommend you guys read it. There's going to be a ton more extensions of these books. So, check yeah. Ariel out. Um, and, Ariel, if you're listening, thank you again. It was tons and tons of fun. Yeah. So, what are we doing next? Next book, we are going to be reading Magnolia Mystic by Lisa Kessler, narrated by Callie Dalton. This is a pirate book, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't had pirates before. pirates, buddy. We're excited to talk about pirates, so join yeah. us for that one. All right. And in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. You're Feel free to reach out to us on any social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at shdirtybooks, or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And in all those places, it is with three H's. And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. Thank you, Jim Townsend, for your music. Again, Eric, thank you for joining us. And with that, we'll say goodnight. This is Saylette. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Saylette. Be sure to tune in to the next episode with some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.